everyone and welcome back to another episode of Same Shit. Different Decorations. With Lexi and Vanna. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How's everyone doing? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking crickets. Okay. So, Vanna. Lexi. What is your weekly win? My weekly win for this week is I have finally taken down (laughs) my shamrock photo wall <laughs> you have from saint patrick's day <laughs> it's may it's fucking may and i just did it last night it is may however <sighs> you kept the saint patrick's day balloon <laughs> okay so here's the story about the balloon yeah okay i was i took that down i was gonna pop it and throw it away and there's still helium in it mm-hmm. and i had this like great idea of how funny would it be if we sucked the helium out of it and did our opening to the podcast in fucking squeaky ass voices? Well, why would you say it now? Because I think it sounds dumb because I was going to mention it at the pool. And I was like, <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like it would just kind of be stupid. Like, it was so. That's why the balloon is still there, but that will be taken down. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But it's just been a rough couple weeks, so I think (laughs) it's been a rough couple lives. (laughs) True, true. But just that small effort, really. Yeah. Yeah. Did you save them? I did. Nice. I got Ziploc bags and put them in. Nice, nice, Individuals and sent them off to their designated box. Beautiful. What about your weekly win? My weekly win is I... Got to catch up with my coworker. We got dinner together. Yes, fun. Yeah, I hadn't seen her since she had left my past company. And then, of course, I left. So we just kind of caught up on work, life, everything in between. So it was really fun to kind of connect with a friend. That's and it awesome. Was also, it was cool to, like, connect with her not as coworkers, too. Like, the conversations. Absolutely. Like, we genuinely built, like, a friendship through work. So it was nice to kind of go uh, off – was it off air or whatever the fuck? It's a it different vibe. Yeah. Versus work and, and not. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. All right. So this is your third hour, ep- not your, this is our third episode of the month of May. Is it not? You are right. Yes. Right? Two, yeah. Nine, TikTok. 16. Yeah. Cinco. Yes. Therapy. My bad then. This is our fourth. How? My bad. This is our third. <laughs> <laughs> It's like we just did the math. (laughs) You're you're right. You're right. The math is not mathing. Third third episode of the month of May. And the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. It is. So we are going to – our topic for today is therapy. We always talk about how we celebrate life and sometimes life can get difficult. And that's why we have therapy. Right? It gets a little dark and twisty. <laughs> a little dark and dank. So. <laughs> the dankest. The dankest. <laughs> All right. So, Vanna, have you ever been to therapy? I have. Okay. I went roughly 10 years ago. Okay. I was not so fresh out of high school, but. But around there, I think like a year out of high school, there was a lot of heavy shit going on during that time. Mm -hmm. And I just felt it was in my best interest 
to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. And I believe if I remember correctly, I went once a month, which in like retrospect now really isn't a lot, but I'm just glad I went. Yeah. You know, definitely. Have you been? I have been. Yes. So I started therapy in like May or June of 2014. So I had just graduated from high school and like we have of course we have episodes like scheduled out for the next quarter and stuff so there'll be an episode where I kind of go into depth about school and we we're both going to talk about like elementary middle the whole nine and college but at this particular time I had enrolled and gone to Florida State University mm-hmm. moved in the whole nine and then like came back home and it was a very like confusing time for me because Absolutely. I had worked like my whole life like straight A student the whole nine and like for this moment and then I just like what like didn't know what the fuck I was doing like I wasn't enrolled anywhere so I started therapy to kind of help deal and process with like what's my next move here and then I then it quickly kind of turned to me processing I had an opportunity to go to New York for school right and then I had to process like the emotions of being ready to leave Mm -hmm. you know Florida my parents my friends my family like everything and that was really hard you know for me obviously at that time and yeah I have like a funny story about that or whatever but we can talk about it later um, in the episode. But yes, I have been to therapy. <laughs> I've had, and go ahead. Do you still go now? I do. Yeah. So I've been to three therapists total. The one that I currently see is the one that I, the first one I ever saw. So in May, June, 2014, she's, oh. she's the OG. Yeah. She we is love the OG. The OG. Uh, then when I went up to New York, I was connected with the therapist up there. To, again, just kind of process because your therapist, um, there's different rules and laws, but nine times out of ten therapists can't practice even via telehealth in a state that they're not licensed in. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to find a new therapist up in New York and didn't click with her at all. And I think that's another, like, topic is just kind of, like, therapist shopping. Oh, absolutely. making sure that you find, like, the right one. Because they all have different tactics, different specialties. Yeah. 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 So it's important to find one that fits best with you, especially what you're looking for. Like, I remember there was one time you told me how there's different types of therapy for like different types of healing that Mm -hmm. you want to do. And it was like, do you want a therapist that goes back into the past and like work through those experiences? Or do you want a therapist that like starts from here forward, like doesn't even, yeah, you know, that was then, this is now type of therapist. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like I yeah. never really thought about it like that. I just thought therapy is therapy and, you know, that's what, yeah, what you get. No, it's, it's true. There's definitely different. There's like solution focus therapy which is more so the like looking forward like this is your current problem Mm -hmm. where do you want to go and then yeah there's always that like Freudian kind of I guess but it's more so like looking in the past looking at your childhood what influences you and I think that both are important absolutely but they're therapists that really it's you know right believe one way or another so yes uh okay so what was the best advice that you have ever received from therapy well i've only been to therapy that one time okay that one segment in my life with an actual therapist and i 
didn't therapy shop. It was just this person's in my parents' health. Network, we can yeah. do like sessions. And then after like the seventh one, I think, is when you had to start like paying or, or something along those lines. So it was like an EAP lines. almost. I, I guess so. It was free appointments. Yes. Okay. I think it, it was uh, to be honest, it was so long ago and I was so detached from it because mm-hmm. it was mainly like I was using my parents insurance like I didn't have insurance at the time. Yeah. And since I was young enough to still be on there, they like took care of everything. So I don't really know the full but it was but it was kind of I don't know how to word it. It was kind of like that. But yeah, I think there was a, a, a copay at one point. OK. But anyway, so I never did the shopping, never got to choose like my therapist that like fit well she was very nice however it there wasn't really any it just wasn't what I thought it was she never really was like well how did that make you feel it was more so oh I bet that was hard like she validated my feelings Mm -hmm. which I thought was really nice Mm -hmm. and then she also helped breathing work like Mm -hmm. breath work to like calm anxiety if you feel one coming and like did the whole like five four three two one method yeah that would have to probably be the best advice that I got, but it wasn't really, well, let's look inward. Like, why do you think you react this way? What's this? It was just more of me talking and her just, mm-hmm. yeah, I bet that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, so there's no like real like advice. No, not really. There was no like deeper connection to it. It was like, oh, this was my childhood. Wow. That thanks, sucks for you. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> you Thank got you that check. for validating how I feel. Yeah. We'll see you next time. <laughs> like, Yeah. Definitely. That sucks. Because, yeah. yeah, I think that's when the therapist shopping kind of comes into play. Absolutely. Ideally. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I have gotten very good advice from my therapist. And it's interesting because my um, – I'm like one step away from being a therapist, which is kind of fucking nuts. Well, they say therapists are the ones that need the most therapy. 100%. And it's it's interesting. Like, I'll, I'll get into my advice in a second. But like, I remember having such imposter syndrome when I first started my schooling mm-hmm. because I had started my bachelor's in psychology and with full plans of being a therapist like at that point in my life right and I remember thinking to myself like and and I was going to therapy with the OG therapist at the time and I remember thinking to myself like I literally can't do this like I can't be a therapist if I'm actively in therapy like they're the ones that have all the answers like I if if I need answers then like and it was just this whole and I think a lot a lot of students in this field go through that like initially like you know i would think so too yeah and then but the more that like if you really compare it to like medical like do doctors go see doctors yeah they do you know what i'm saying like they hopefully but but, like they have ailments and they go get them checked out or go get blood work or like you know whatever it is and it's like a lot of i would say 9.9 that's extreme. That's extreme. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take that. Let's reel that I'm back in a bit. Reeling it back in. Reel it back okay. In. I'd say probably like seven to eight out of ten therapists actively have their own therapist to help process not only the counter transfer or transference that they're experiencing within their 
appointments with their clients, but also they're humans as well. Exactly. They're going through their own traumas. They're going through their own experiences with their friends, their family, their work dynamics. Like, I think that a lot of people tend to put therapists on like such a pedestal. Of course. And at the end of the day, they're there not to tell you what to do ever. They're there to genuinely support and like help guide you. And maybe show you a different perspective. Exactly. That you may not have have thought of. But I mean, you have to think like that's a heavy job. Like not only do you go through your day-to-day life and deal with your personal problems, but then you have to sit and listen to other people's issues that, you know, can be 10 times worse than actually what you're going through. And that's a lot of energy. That's a lot of like it's just heavy. It's a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. And I think it makes complete sense that therapists go to therapy. Yeah. It's just. Well, yeah. Cause you're I'd listening. be worried if they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you able to hold on to this much stuff plus your own and be a okay? Yeah. Like what kind of drugs are you taking my friend? Cause yeah. there's no way. Yeah, no, it's true because you're, you're not only listening to other people's like heavy shit, but then there's like that ethical, boundary and responsibility that comes into play right because then you're sitting there and you have to de- determine you know oh, okay if this client is like having passive suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. right passive is an intent like there's a whole is there a plan is there do i need a report do i need to and so that's a lot yeah to then clock out at five and go home and sit down and have mac and cheese with like your family you know like genuinely <laughs> no, yeah. like it's, it's it's a lot and then if you're a good therapist that's in it for the right reasons adjusting your schedule or adjusting your fees or adjusting whatever to meet your clients where they're at as well like there's sliding fee schedules and stuff that a lot of therapists offer depending on their client's economic state which is so nice yes well because a lot of what's happening right now in the field is a lot of therapists are dropping out of insurance companies really because they're Clients are wanting therapy and they're willing to pay for it. And unfortunately, insurance companies do not pay well. And so if they're able to get X amount self-pay right then and there and not have to submit a claim, wait for the claim to be processed. Oh, it was denied. Why was it denied? The CBT code's wrong. Like all this stuff. They're like, fuck it. I'm going to drop out of all these networks. But then isn't it too like different insurances, like insurance yeah, different insur- insurances have different, like, therapists. Like, if you have United, you can only go to therapists with United. If you have Blue Cross Blue Shield, you can only go to, like, these certain therapists that are covered within that. Well, at the end of the day, you can go wherever. But, yes, if you want it covered under your insurance, then, yes, you need to stick within that network. But a lot of therapists sit on multiple panels. Oh, they do. Okay, yeah. that that's kind of where I was getting at. I yeah. thought they could only be, like, if a therapist is signed up with – this insurance then they can't be with the other ones so yeah like, no it's okay. not it's like non there's not a non-compete compete no what is it uh non non-compete non-compete something like something that. like that <laughs> yeah no they can sit on as many panels as they want um the credentialing's a pain in the ass oh, i'm sure like it's a lot of fucking paperwork and stuff and then yeah a lot of therapists like once their claims get denied or let's say one panel's paying twenty dollars more per hour than another panel like Uh, right you know like so all that kind of comes into play but i don't know where i was going with this but essentially i think what i was saying is that yes i went to school (laughs) sorry (laughs) i went to school 
got my bachelor's in psych, then got my master's in clinical social work. And so my next step would really be to like see clients and like be a registered clinical social work intern, see clients one-on-one and do the whole nine. Currently at my state of life right now, I'm choosing not to do that. I'm choosing to just kind of take a break, chill out, see where we're at because even just within the clinical experience that I got within my graduate program I was exposed to such heavy shit yeah and that's like nothing that's in comparison to what's currently in the field you know and like what these therapists are dealing with right I think a lot of people with the COVID pandemic they like didn't realize how isolating it truly was and they're the, like the anxiety rates of individuals right now and like having to like be out in the world again and interact with people and like that socialization that like it's we heavy. didn't get yeah for a year and a half to two years it's really affecting people so i'm like doing some ethical <laughs> boundary setting within myself and realizing like i'm not the best currently to, to progress yeah else, yeah but we'll see um where we're at in the future you have options i have options (laughs) but the best advice that i've ever gotten from my therapist my og one is uh i was just kind of struggling with like my identity i guess and just like like i'm a daughter i'm a student i'm a girlfriend i'm a cousin i'm a friend like you know and like all these things and i was like not knowing who Or having a hard time, I guess, like, figuring out who I was without all those labels. Like, you know. Outside of the the norm. Yeah. So she said, you are your most trusted ally. And I think that that, for whatever reason, I think the word ally or whatever, it's like it just stood out to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh. Like, yes, I have friends and family and coworkers and all these people that I can rely on and I play an active role within those interpersonal relationships and yes. But at the end of the day, like, I gotta be straight with me. Like, I am my most trusted ally. Like, I need to figure my shit out prior to doing, you know, anything else. Yeah. And so that always just kind of stood out to me um, as well as the saying, she said, um, you're entitled to your feelings as well as being responsible for your behaviors. So like feelings are valid. You can, you're allowed to be hurt. You're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to do whatever, but like what you do based off of those emotions, you're also responsible for. Like you can't just lean on it as like a crutch. Essentially. Right. That was interesting. No, that's, that's very good advice. We love the OG therapist. OG is amazing. <laughs> So do you believe in therapy? Of course. Absolutely. I fully believe in therapy that everyone should do it at least once with like an actual therapist and sit down and talk and get that feedback. However, I believe that you can do the work without a therapist. If you are dedicated and disciplined with it, you can, you know, work through your traumas and heals. Like there's many different ways and tactics and um what's the word i'm looking for like processes i guess i i feel like everyone should work on themselves and you know look within find those dark places and like shine some light really grow as an individual but i don't think you necessarily have to have 
a therapist to do that. Like, TikTok has taught me quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok is my therapist at oh, this point in time. Alarming. <laughs> alarming sentence. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I do, like, I get a lot of different perspectives from my For You page. And it, it makes me think it's like, oh, that's different. I also get a lot of, like, shadow work that pops up. And, like, I do, like, journaling and, you know, do little shadow prompts to, like, look within and, and see what's kind of stuck there. Belief systems that have been placed from past experiences, from family experiences, like, just, you know. Yeah. But I highly believe in therapy and that people should do it at least one time in their life. Yeah. And I, I'm sure you are pro-therapy. I am pro-therapy, yes. I definitely believe in therapy. There's a quote that I read one time and it was essentially saying like the healthiest person in a dynamic, in in like a trouble dynamic, let's say, Mm -hmm. uh, the healthiest person goes to therapy for everyone else that doesn't. And I was, that always just kind of struck out to me because I was like, huh, a lot of times when you're in therapy, you're talking about like other people in your life. Right. And nine times out of 10, those people in your life are the ones that are like, fuck therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't need a fucking therapist. And like, right. right? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's interesting. Um, You should always want to work on yourself. Yeah. And grow so it's always interesting to me when people are like no not therapy however back in the day going to therapy was so like taboo yeah like they go to therapy like what's wrong with them like there's issues you know it's not as normalized as it is today and i'd argue i mean yes it's definitely destigmatized today but like from let's say 10 to 20 years ago right but it's still very stigmatized unfortunately like i still do believe that there's that underlying um, oh shit, you're in therapy. Like what like what are you talking about? What what happened to you or whatever it is. Right. Um, and I think that the more genuinely, the more people talk about it and the more like yeah, probably ten years ago, if you were to ask me, like, well, I don't think I was in therapy ten years ago, but like, okay, five <laughs> years ago, six years ago, whatever it was, like you in therapy, like I probably would have been embarrassed. And if we would have recorded this episode at that point, I probably would have shoved it off to be like yeah but it's nothing like no like I'm in therapy and like it's something that I have been in for a while but I also think that um I use it as like check-ins almost so let me like kind of explain so like when you go to like your doctor like a primary care doctor you don't go when you or diagnosed with like a life-threatening illness and like that's it like no if you have a stuffy nose a sore throat earache whatever the fuck like you're going for those like cold check-ins or those physicals every year whatever it may be and i think that when you apply that to like your mental health like going in and checking in with a therapist once a year or whenever things get tough for like two three sessions and just doing that like kind of reset almost is I think one of the healthiest ways to view therapy truly because I think that like I like I haven't been in therapy for like a year year and a half like I won't see anyone and then like shit'll go awry a bit and I'll be like huh all right let me let me go check in on myself hit up yeah hit up OG and see where we're at and like literally it's you know it'll 
I remember the first time I reached out to her after not seeing her for a while, I was like, hey, I used to be a patient. She was like, yeah, Lexi, what's up? Like, you know, like, yeah, I Long remember time no you. talk. Yeah. I remember you. Yeah, like, I remember you. No, you I'm need a kidding. session? And I just think that that is a good way to go about it, you know? Um, there's also EAP versus long-term, which is what I had asked you about, like, earlier. So EAP is, like, employee assistance program, and nine times out of ten, it's through your employer. And those are, like, anywhere from three to six to 10 like it doesn't matter free appointments that your employer will offer you but those are for like short-term solution focused things like i i don't know got into a car accident and processing what happened or like whatever it may be but then there's that long-term therapy that like you're gonna be here a while and we're gonna do like weekly sessions for the foreseeable future and you know so yeah i think that it's healthy to Go to therapy. I also think it's healthy to take breaks from therapy and allow yourself to not use your therapist as a crutch and True. genuinely take the skills that you learned in sessions and apply them without, okay, I get to talk to so-and-so in five days, like genuinely doing the work and then, yeah, checking in with them whenever you need to. So have you actively worked on, I mean, I know that you had said that you do shadow work and stuff um through like tiktok and stuff but have you actively worked on whatever issues you i guess originally went to therapy for or just in general yes but i wasn't in therapy at the time okay um like i said the the therapist that i was at she was great and fabulous and we did like click but it wasn't exactly what I felt like I needed an order to heal. Mm-hmm. Like I appreciated the validation of feelings because that's something, especially in childhood, that we don't get a lot of. Yeah. And so that was nice to know that my feelings are valid and I'm allowed to feel the way I feel. However, I still had a lot of baggage and a lot of triggers that did not get resolved in therapy at that time that I have actively worked on and am still currently working. Like you're constantly growing. You're constantly working mm-hmm. on yourself. Like you're never going to be perfect, but I have worked through a lot of things at least and like realized like, Oh, this is why mm-hmm. I do such and such and such. So now that I realize why I'm doing that, okay, how can I do better? How can I recognize it sooner before I put myself into <laughs> this dark hole? Yeah. Um, but I do journal journal helps a lot shadow work helps a lot but i mean you really would so can you explain shadow work because i honestly don't know oh really yeah no so there are like these questions these these prompts that you write to and it's i mean it, it, there's so many of them and if you like google it or okay look on tiktok it, it'll like bring it up but you really will be surprised at how much you figure out so one of the prompts that I have is, what emotions do you try to avoid? What makes you afraid to feel it? And what do you think will happen if you allow yourself to feel the emotions? Okay. And so you just, you know, you start with the first questions. What emotions do I try to avoid? Well, I really hate feeling angry. Being angry isn't a good feeling for me. And then if you're just freelance writing, I mean, you really do. You just write. You yeah. don't like think about it. You know, well, how can I word this nicely? How can I make this? But like, you just, you just get it out. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I remember being a kid and 
this person used to be mad all the time. And I remember like that scared me. And so being angry makes me scared and feel like I'm not in control that someone else, like it really does like breaks it down and you go back and read it and you're like, wow, that makes sense. Like I never really put two and two together. Yeah. It, so just another like alternative. Yeah. Awesome. It's almost like a guided journal. Pretty much. In a sense. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks. (laughs) That is cool. Do you think that you have actively worked or have worked on some issues that you've gone to therapy for? Absolutely. She's OG for a reason. She is OG for a Um, reason. Yeah, I definitely, I think that the therapeutic alliance that I've developed with my therapist, like, like I said, I went to another one up in New York. When I came back to Florida, I went to another one for a completely different reason. I think that's what we were talking about earlier as well is like there's different therapists for different specialties and so like my og therapist like she just knows everything at this point i mean when <laughs> you've been with someone for eight years yeah. you know like she knows everyone in my life from my point of view of course but like i think that going to another therapist for a completely unrelated and specified reason uh was kind of interesting as well but I think that I have actively worked on issues that have that I've presented within sessions. But I also think that the reason why I do those mental health check ins and I do, you know, go for, let's say, a month or two here and there is just kind of to check in and because repeat issues happen, right? Like, absolutely you're, you're never fully. Uh, healed human being that's just you know perfect and so i think that whenever i start to notice patterns you know starting again or behaviors or whatever it may be like i go back to kind of continue to actively work on those issues um and also new issues arise who i was at you know in 2014 completely different bitch than 2022 oh lax for sure even a year yes Oh, yeah. You changed so much in in the course of a year. Imagine, yeah, 10 years. That's insane. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'll break it up. Like, I I don't do it every week. I'll do, let's say, like, uh, once a month is insane. Like, that's that's a long gap. Yeah. You know, I would would suggest, like, every other week, I think, is a really good time frame. That gives you two weeks to really actively implement whatever skills, like, you learned about. Um, But that's another thing, too. Like, I was... Mine was once a month because it was family. Like, my family was controlling it. And was it family sessions? Like, were they? No. Okay. But it was through their, again, yeah. through their insurance. They held all the cards and, like. Yeah. Again, it was a really crazy time in my life. And so I had to rely on them. And so it had to work with their schedule and, like, what they had going on. Yeah. And. I think that's one thing that makes therapy hard, especially when you're younger, is you don't have the control and power that you may need to to be an advocate for yourself Mm -hmm. and feel like you just have to go along with the swing of things. Yeah. And, you know, when you don't really have that full support of your family either during those times, Mm -hmm. it makes it even more difficult to to open up and work on yourself and, you know. No, definitely. And there's family dynamics that, like, completely shit on the idea of therapy oh absolutely like completely completely or 
think that it tarnishes like the family let's say reputation like yeah. oh like you know no you can't go to therapy because mm-hmm. it's it's really insane what some people deal with yeah within within that realm of things absolutely <laughs> and the main reason you're going to therapy is because of them <laughs> that's and it Black goes with, back to yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally the healthiest person goes to therapy for everyone else no. that does not yeah and it ever since i heard that i was like that is so fucking wild that is just I don't know. It's crazy. Because, yeah, whether it be um, going to tra- traditional therapy or just doing individual mm-hmm. self-growth, like, yeah, nine times out of ten, like, what you're doing, whoever you're <laughs> bitching about. Um, and I think that awareness alone is something that when you first enter therapy, you don't have. Yeah. Like, you, you can't put that two and two together. No. And so when you recognize that and you realize, then you start to – gain i think that sense of self worth and confidence and pride in the fact that no i'm here and i'm doing the work i'm doing it to not create you know i'm healing what you haven't yes family wise yeah or whoever like i'm working on myself to not repeat the same patterns that maybe have been repeated before even like friendships, like if yeah. you have one friendship that there's a toxic dynamic going on, that doesn't necessarily need to bleed into your other friendships. So yeah, I think that therapy all around is wonderful. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but any work you do on yourself, any growth that you can do is always going to be wonderful. Yeah. It's going to be uncomfortable for sure because it's growth, but that just makes it more necessary to do so. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, I also think that, um, I think that whether it be therapy or individual self reflection and healing, journaling, whatever it may be, I think that the motivation really, really, really needs to be there. And I learned, um, there was like a colleague collaboration meeting where I got the chance to sit on, it was a platform that like a bunch of providers from licensed mental health counselors, clinical social workers, marriage and family therapists, like all different professions got to sit and just kind of share clients' um, stories or clients that they're struggling with and no confidential information was obviously shared, but essentially to get like feedback, you know, from other professionals in the field and one of the therapists, he said, he's like, I found myself sitting there thinking like at my dinner table, like, oh, do you think that they followed up? And do you think that they called and scheduled that appointment or whatever it may be? And then come to find out like their client like didn't do that, like completely blew it off. completely. And he really had to like check in with himself and realize like, I cannot be more motivated than my client. Like you as a client, you have to be motivated to genuinely make a change within your life because at the end of the day no matter how passionate your therapist is about helping you you need to do the work exactly right and like that just kind of stuck out to me both as yes a provider or whatever but also like as a person therapy Yeah. yeah i was like huh like my therapist yeah we meet for 45 minutes every two weeks whatever it may be but like i once that laptop closes because i do my therapy via um telehealth yeah telehealth and i was like once that laptop closes like i then have the responsibility and the choice to then actively 
do the things that we spoke about for the next two weeks. So there's that. <laughs> Don't know what the fuck where the, that went, where where that went, where it was going. But it's it's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You have to do the work. It's like that whole, you know, that old saying: you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. Yeah. A therapist can only tell you so much. Yes. Before you die of thirst. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's important to find a therapist that you or yeah, well if if you're seeking therapy, it's important to find a therapist that you genuinely click with because for instance, I've spoken about multiple times on this podcast like I don't journal. I can't do right. it. I don't have the attention span for it. Right. Um and the one therapist when I came back to Florida that I had went to for that specialized thing, uh had assigned me, okay, journal for 20 minutes a night or whatever it may be. And I immediately, as soon as that was like a suggestion, like, yes, I said, you know, well, I don't really, there's certain therapists that practice different methods of therapy. Right. And you're not going to be, you're not going to click with all. Everything. That's why yeah. there's different methods, you know? So I just knew that like, this isn't going to fucking work out. Right. Like, we're, we're not journaling bitches here. No. You know? That's and, not and what OG we do. has never asked me to open <laughs> A notebook or pick up a pen. <laughs> now, would you ever, um, would you ever do like hypnotherapy? Um, damn. <laughs> Got him. Got no. him. Yeah, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to it by any means. It's, really? it's genuinely helped a lot of people. I've heard very I've good heard success crazy stories. I've heard crazy things. Yeah. See, my thing is, I have trust issues <laughs> and. I, I mean, I, it's not something I could do right off the bat. Like, there's no way you're going to put me under and, like, fuck around in my head without, like, my knowledge of it. Like, to me, that does not sound like a good time. Yeah. I'd have to be going to therapy with you for years. And even then, it's questionable. Yeah. Because people can do some fucked up shit. No, I, I get that. A lot of people do it for, like, addictions. Yeah. Like, whatever they're addicted to. I've heard, like, so many stories of, like, people that are addicted to, like, smoking. Mm-hmm. Never pick up, you know, a cigarette again. Or ac- or actually are, like, repulsed by the scent yeah. or smell of it. Like, it's insane, like, what it can do if done, yeah, if properly. Done correctly. Yeah. Because yeah. there was this one movie on Netflix. I don't know if you saw it. Well, as soon as you said, fuck around in your head, I thought of um, Get Out. That's probably not the movie that you're referring no. to on Netflix, but that's what I thought of. That's a crazy fucking that's movie, That's a too. crazy fucking movie. <laughs> um, no, it's, I think it's called, I want to say Hypno, but I don't know if that's correct. But it's basically, a, it's a Netflix original. And this chick goes to hypnotherapy and this guy, like, plants, like, triggers in her head. So, mm-hmm. like, she went to the grocery store, he called her and said, chicken, and then <gasps> she blacked out. And had no idea what happened. And then when she came to, she killed somebody. Like, no. yes, bitch. Like, it was no. insane. And I was like, I could never. I could never. Oh, my Yeah, God. it was a fucked up film. Well, yeah. After, like, after watching <laughs> that, now I maybe won't. That's crazy. It was a really good movie, though. Like, it, it kind of got a little repetitive at, at oh, one I'll point. Oh, i to watch it. Highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucked up. Yeah, I'll definitely have to watch that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. With a crazy plot twist. Because, like, at I one point, you twist. don't know if she's, like, awake or not. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. It was. Damn. Mm-hmm. Has been more heavy and serious kind of episode this week. Yes. But all good things. All good things come to those who heal themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um. So next week we're going to we're already down in the mental health kind of realm of things heaviness reflection the whole nine so next week we will be talking about family and family dynamics and all the juicy details that come with family (laughs) yes 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 yes. so uh that'll be an interesting episode Hopefully a little bit more lighter. <laughs> Hopefully everyone has good senses of humor. Hopefully. <laughs> it's all love here. It's all, it's all love. love. It's two different iterations. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a wrap on our 18th episode of Same Shit. Different decorations. Thank you guys. Peace. Peace.